The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. All right, we have reached the final week of the high school football regular season. Now the fun really begins. Welcome back to another edition of PA High School Football Report podcast. We're leaning toward Halloween, and that means we are leaning toward the football postseason. A glorious time for most, not all, high school franchises. I'm Eric Epler, alongside colleague Dan Sostek. We are powered, of course, by Live and the Patriot News. Dan, how goes it, my man? Pretty good. You know, um, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do anything, be anything for Halloween. I don't know if uh, you got any costumes planned or not. I was, uh, I've, I never know what to do. I've never been terribly um, imaginative when it's come to uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, you just sort of throw over maybe, a, 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 I don't know, an old sheet, become a ghost, throw some blood on there, whatever, some fake blood, of course. Uh, and that's about it. I, I, I was a cheese head one year. <laughs> I did have an actual cheese head. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just get one of those blow up dinosaur ones. Those are kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was thinking of being, I like doing dated uh, dated stuff. So I was thinking that would be kind of ironic and funny if I was Austin Powers or something from like 2001. But uh, uh, those those costumes were more expensive. So I'm probably just going to be a ghost or something. <laughs> Yeah, you, I think you could be a good Al Bundy. Yeah, there. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, um, that, that I I didn't watch that show live, but uh, caught it on uh, reruns. Yeah, too young. Don't remind me. All right, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go fast and furious this week, Dan, as we prepare uh, again to crown a couple division, uh, a couple more division champions inside the Mid Pen Conference, and we're gonna look down the road, of course, uh, for potential District Three champions next week. But that leaves us. With the end of the mid-pen regular season, so we thought uh, basically a handle of awards, uh, our suggested award winners, uh, more to the point, uh, should be open to debate debate here over the next uh, 20 minutes or so. So you up for that, Dan, to talk a little bit about uh, potential MVPs in each division? Let's crown them. All right. All right. Once again, we simply uh, we simply agreed on the idea uh, less than 24 hours ago. We posed the question to each other. And then stayed out of each other's kitchen until right this moment. Uh, for each of the five MPC divisions, we're going to select two potential MVPs. Uh, and the guy we believe uh, should be coach of the year in each division. Uh, yes, we're expecting some overlap. We always have a few, uh, a few of that, a little bit of that. But, uh, but that's all in the process, and we trust the process. So, Dan, let's, let's work these things down by conference. The structure, of course, five divisions inside the Mid-Pen Conference. We're going to start uh, with the big schools, work our way down. We'll start with Mid-Pen Commonwealth. So uh, state your potential MVP picks, and uh, we'll open the debate. All righty. Well, um, I think uh, my first MVP pick is going to be a freshman, which you don't usually get in, um, in these, and it's uh, Deontay Sheffy, uh, running back for State College, just, just probably the most electric player in the Mid-Pen this year. It's hard to find too many other ones that have been more impressive than Sheffy. Um, just uh, we saw it on display last week against Cumberland Valley. So he's one of them. The other one, it's been, it's kind of tough. I'm going to go with Terrell Reynolds from Harrisburg. I think I was 
there were some other guys, some Cumberland Valley, some other Harrisburg guys I was considering. But if you're talking about guys that impact the game more than anyone else, uh, him as a pass rusher, he just he destroys games and kind of ruins game plans. So those are my two picks. All right, I'm going to stick with your state college franchise, but I'm going to go Finn Fermanac, uh, the quarterback. I, I considered uh, Deontay Sheffy, obviously, uh, walking in as a freshman and making that kind of an impact uh, on that kind of squad is is pretty damn good considering some of the talent that was coming back for state college. A lot of big-name guys, senior guys have been around for a while and helped, helped just bolster that franchise even more. And then you've got this freshman that walks in uh, obviously with a nice reputation, but you still want to see what he can do, uh, but it's made a serious impact. I went with the veteran, uh, like Fermanac, because I wasn't sure. Uh, we talked plenty about this sort of platooning quarterback situation, um, but Fermanac has clearly been the guy that they've leaned on uh, here in the last four to five weeks uh, under center. Um, I don't know if that's just uh, that Owen Yerk is probably a better uh, quote-unquote athlete where you can put him in multiple positions and, and get him on the field. I think that's the case, at least visually. That's what it looks like. But Fermanac has really sort of tamed this team to where everything sort of seems to be coming slowly at this offense, and it helps tremendously, yes, to have those guys like the Dentures up front uh, and the two tight ends to help you out um, in the blocking scheme. But I think Fermanac has been tremendous from start to finish. Uh, and there's that's a big reason why they're nine and zero walking in here and probably going to lasso the outright Commonwealth Division title uh, this week. The other guy I went to, I, I I think we we saw when he's not on the field what happens, uh, and that's coming to Valley quarterback Isaac Signs. Yeah, um, and not just for his QB, obviously mostly for his QB, uh, you know, awareness and leadership and all those things. But he does so much for that franchise, and uh, you know, without him, I highly doubt that come the values in the situation that they're in right now. Um, you're probably looking at a, uh, you know, a one dimensional offense for sure. Um, and he just gives you, he just brings so much to the field. Um, and I can only imagine he's probably a guy uh, off the field too, that brings a lot uh, to that franchise. So I went with Isaac Sanz. Those are my two guys. I'm going to start uh, with my pick coach of the year. I think this is a no brainer. I think it's Brett Ickes from Carlisle. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Carlisle is going to be a likely D36A entry. They're right on the fence now, but they're in solid position. Um, winnable game, obviously, this week. Uh, you know, just what they've had to endure injury-wise and losing Eli Hargrove in the preseason, uh, that's a two-way guy, a two-way stud for them. Um, it's hard enough to win the Commonwealth consistently uh, for a team like Carlisle and in the position that they're in now to make the playoffs. Um, thank God that Lewis Shank, the quarterback, and uh, and Morrell, the running back, stayed upright most of the year. Otherwise, they'd be in serious trouble. But Jeremiah, having Jeremiah Hargrove back from injury now has certainly helped the last couple of weeks. But uh, I think Brett Eckes has really established himself as the coach of the year in the Commonwealth. Well, yeah, I mean, Eckes is a real solid pick. I'm going to go with Josh Oswald, though. I think uh, Cumberland Valley, you know, it just felt even with that loss to state college, notwithstanding, they they put up a pretty pretty darn good fight against one of the best teams I'd say in six A across the state. Um, they've just been so much more competitive than I think even we thought this year, and we thought they were going to be good this year. Um, I just think he's done a really great job, kind of nurturing Isaac Signs to get him to where he is an MVP level candidate player. 
um, just has built that program up and uh, it's good to have Cumberland Valley back and relevant. So I'm going with Josh Oswald. Yeah, Josh, Josh was my number two for sure. So I, I would not, uh, I would not go against that pick as well. All right, let's move on to the Keystone edition, uh, Keystone division here. My two guys that I'm thinking about MVPs. Uh, one, I think is a no brainer in Stone Saunders, the quarterback for Bishop McDevitt. Um, you could probably pick five to six, maybe seven guys on Bishop McDevitt that would potentially be MVPs. But I think Stone's been the most consistent. He's been the entity that's been on the field uh, from start to finish. Um, Sincere Bowers, obviously, is no longer uh, playing for Bishop McDevitt or hasn't played for Bishop McDevitt now for weeks. Um, they did lose Marquise Williams for uh, a week and a half, two weeks. Um, and other players have gone in and out. Uh, Rico Scott, their wildly talented wide receiver, uh, just didn't have a real good start to the season, but he's now pouring it on. So I think when you talk consistency and the guy who's been there uh, through it all, it's been Stone Saunders. And I don't know how many six touchdown games he has. I think it's three now that he has on the season. Um, but he just he's just been so good and so consistent. And um, he's really sort of gelled that offense together. So he would be my number one pick. Um, also, this one might surprise some people, but um, Deacon Schaefer, for the running back from Mifflin County, uh, I think would be on a, a short list to be potentially MVP. Uh, he's he's approaching. He's really close to a thousand yards rushing right now. He's got a boatload of touchdowns, and he's the guy that Mifflin County really just goes to and kind of grinds out uh, these victories. They're going to get a shot at the District Six playoffs. Um, so, and he's been the difference maker for them. I mean, yes, they're like right in the middle of the road uh, as far as the Keystone Division is concerned, but I know not a lot of people even thought they would be in that position. So to be sitting there at five and four uh, with a good chance to make the district six playoffs, I think Schaefer gets a lot of credit uh, for that. Yeah, those are two uh, really solid picks. I'm obviously going with one of yours, which is Stone Saunders. I think don't really, not too much more needs to be said. Uh, just, just probably going to be in the conversation for player of the year when the season's all said and done. My number two pick, this is a tough one, tough uh, tough division to go with. I'm going with um, Muhammad Kamora, uh, Karoma from Milne Hershey. Mm-hmm. Just picking him for kind of more of an eye test type thing. He's uh, Every time I've covered Milne Hershey, I've been super impressed with the kid. Uh, I think uh, sometimes, you know, that that's a school that uh, you don't get to see as much, but he really flashed. He's one of the most electric uh, wide receivers, I think, in the uh, Commonwealth or not Commonwealth, uh, the, the Keystone. But uh, I think that uh, in, in kind of an even battle with him, Marcus Sweeney, Ty Milheims, um, I'm going with uh, Karoma because it uh, kind of giving him a little bonus for his team having the best record of the bunch. Uh, yeah, Kar- Karoma sort of came in a little bit, obviously came in with, with some uh, some buzz around him, but yeah. he has been tremendous. I've got a chance to see Milton Hershey twice, uh, both times. He's been really, really good. He's really good off the edge too. They don't give him not a, cr- a lot of credit there, but yeah. um, plays well. Plays well on both sides of the football. So, uh, coach of the year, Dan. Um, before we take a quick break, I'm going to go with Shane Breon from Bill Mifflin County for much of the reasons why I talked with about Schaefer. I think they've competed nicely in the Keystone, and for you know, for years and years, this program once they entered the the mid pen, were were desperately lacking speed. Were desperately lacking just that competitive edge to kind of keep pace. And now Mifflin County has sort of been on the rise, if you will. Uh, and I think Shane has done a good job stepping into that uh, position 
uh, this year and, um, and, and keeping them at that, at that plateau. They haven't regressed at all. They've only gotten better. Um, and like I said, the shot at D six is, is a big feather in his cap. Yeah, that's a, a solid pick as well, but I'm going to go with Jeff Boger from, uh, Milton Hershey, just cause I think he's done a really great job. They've had some, uh, turnover at quarterback. Kenny Emile got hurt. Then backup quarterback, Jason Bernie got hurt. Uh, they've just been rolling with the punches and it's never, you know, it's not an easy place to win there, Milton Hershey. And, uh, they've been a really good program this year that has built up the right line. So I think they're a good pick. Yeah, solid pick. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll run down the, uh, the home stretch here with the Capitol. Colonial and Liberty Divisions. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. All right, we return here to basically our mid-pen awards. We're looking at potential MVPs, in our opinion, of course. Uh, for each of the five uh, mid-pen conference divisions, uh, we whipped through the Commonwealth and the Keystone already, so we're going to pick it back up uh, with the Capital Division. Dan, we'll start with you. All right, yeah, with the Capital Division, I'm going with uh, Alex Irby, I think, as my first pick. You know, after a kind of slow start to the season where uh, it was really tough competition, kind of a tough start to the year for Alex, but he's really he's really come on to end the year. Um, to, as we all expected, uh, just, you know, dealing touchdowns left and right. Uh, uh, it's always fun to see a lefty quarterback too. So i um, giving him a little bonus points for that. Um, and then my second pick is I'm going to go uh, with Matt Schlager from uh, Tr- Trinity. I think that he's really come on for a team that is really built as the season progressed. You could have gone with a couple of different guys from Trinity, but um, he's been a guy that, you know, they can really rely on. I think everyone thought Messiah Mickens, the highly touted freshman would be kind of the go-to guy and he's been really good for them. But Schlager has also really contributed to that team. Uh, it's a two-way player as well. So um, those are my two picks. I had a, I had a, a, some trouble with the second pick here. And one of them is from Steel High and it's Jayon Perry, uh, the wide receiver and linebacker. Uh, tough as nails guy, obviously never comes out of fifth gear this kid um and every time qb alex Irby, who you mentioned uh needs a big play guess guess where the ball is sort of going this guy's been tremendous for him from start to finish and i had him and max schlager linked uh max schlager obviously was a kid um a guy that i considered i think the difference for me was i think if trinity would have used schlager a little bit more offensively in the early part of the season, he's really come around the past three, four weeks for them. Um, as, as coach Jordan Hill has sort of leaned on, you know, the veteran, um, you mentioned Messiah, obviously being there, got all, got all the chances early on, um, until Max has sort of taken, taken charge and taken those 10, 12 carries now, um, which was a very smart choice, uh, to get him there. So I went with Perry over Schlager as my number two, uh, potential MVPs. Number one is Marcus Quaker, quarterback at West Perry. I think if I have to establish or list all of Quaker's resume or stat lines, uh, then the public really hasn't been paying attention. Um, you know, for me, I think Quaker would be on a short list for MVP of the league, the entire conference, if there was such an award. Uh, you know, but since the mid pen can barely keep its website online, 
uh, let alone introduce something new, Dan. I don't think that'll happen. But the Mustangs obviously being 90-0 for many reasons. There's none bigger uh, than Marcus Quaker, in my opinion. Uh, my coach of the year, I mentioned it just a little minute ago, Jordan Hill uh, at Trinity. Uh, it takes a lot of moxie to do what Hill and his coaching staff did versus Steel High last week. I mean, essentially, the Shamrocks abandoned uh, a direct kind of between-the-tackles rushing attack that worked beautifully uh, in the opening half, and they just completely abandoned it in the final 24 minutes. Um, and that led to bringing in uh, quarterback Caleb Ray, who had not thrown a single pass, had not been on the field for a single down in the first half of that football. Um, and then Ray just came in and started winging it around. That Giving Steel High that different look was such a difference in helping Trinity get back, get those 14 fourth quarter points, and force overtime in that football game. Um, you know, if something like that doesn't work, it, it really doesn't – the optics aren't good. You know, but but to have the faith in his team and to do that against a, a such a dangerous football team like Steel High, I thought spoke volumes about um, about his coaching uh, and how he feels about his ball club and what he knows they can do. So to me, Jordan Hill's been the guy for coach of the year in the Capitol. Yeah, you know, you, uh, Jordan was right there for me, but I didn't mention Marcus Quaker because I'm giving coach of the year to Bob Bowden um, at West Perry. Uh, I mean. Is just one of the best seasons in Mustang football history. Uh, just he's done such a great job. Like kind of like Josh Oswald, kind of nurturing this group of seniors, getting them ready for this moment. Um, and you know they they had predicted kind of all off season that this was going to be a possibility, but to actually make it for them to come out and make it happen, um, I, I think he deserves it. And also he gets bonus points because I believe he's I believe West Perry's one of just a handful of. They might be the only team that successfully um, found a rescheduled opponent for their Middletown cancellation. So uh, that's a, that's some good work, some slick work by uh, Bob to to make sure they get ten games in. So, uh, but I think the the record is kind of the the uh, qualifier here. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely deserving. Plus, they'll give you some fish if you if you ask. He slays them all in the summer. All right, let's move on to the Colonial Division, Dan. My first guy, first MVP, uh, potential MVP of the, of the league or the the division, uh, Cole Bartram, the running back and linebacker for Northern. I, I think he's done pretty much exactly what Northern has asked of him: uh, grind out those yards, keep the chains moving. Uh, obviously, he's not a guy who's going to rip off a sixty-yard run. He's going to punish you when he gets the ball. Uh, Eleven hundred sixty-six yards so far, thirteen touchdowns through nine weeks. That's six yards a carry. That's exactly what Northern wants. Uh, I think most would be surprised, too, to know that, you know, he leads the team in tackles uh, with nearly 12 per game. So when you have that kind of efficiency on both sides uh, and Northern could potentially um, work their way into the District 3 playoffs here in the final week, they're going to need a victory and some help. But uh, it is a possibility. So. Uh, Cole Bartram, to me, has 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 done an excellent job this year. Uh, we seem to talk about him every single week. Uh, the other one's just a running back, too, Jaden Johnson out of Gettysburg. He's been another consistent force um, that really had his first sort of pedestrian game recently versus Northern. Uh, the consistency he's shown has really got what the Warriors in position uh, to win the Colonial. Uh, and they stuck, obviously, they're, they're tucked neatly inside the District 3 bracket as well. So uh, Jaden Johnson and Cole Bartram would be my two guys. 
Yeah, you you uh, hit the nail on the head there. I have Jaden Johnson as well. Just um, the Gettysburg season this year, their return to the Colonial has been a huge success, and uh, hard to say he's not the either primary or you know one of the primary reasons why that's the case. Um, so he was def- he was uh, one of my picks, and then my other pick, uh, I'm going with uh, Chippens. I'm going with Chippensburg's Irby Weller. I, it's been it's probably been a little. I mean, it's weird to say pick him when you're saying, Hey, it's been a little kind of disappointing, but he's still just because the passing game is still kind of taking a backseat to their rushing attack, which has been really good. Could have also gone with Trey Cater from them as well, yeah. but I'm just going with Irby Weller because I think he's the one that opens up that offense when it's going, when everything's going well, he's the guy that, you know, when they need a big play, if it's second and 15 or whatever, they're throwing the ball up to Irby Weller, him and Tucker Chamberlain are such a great connection. So it's just kind of a, um, you know, a, it, it's as much of a recognition of past success as it is this season, but he's been good this year too. So. Coach of the year in the colonial uh, coach of the year for me is uh, I'm, I think it's a, I I've actually gone with Joe Heaton from uh, Susquehanna township. I think um, I, if you can't tell, I really value how you finish the year. I think that that's kind of a tell, especially with coaches about how good of a job you've done. And um, Susquehanna Township has really built momentum with a young team. Uh, they're dangerous. They just had a big win over East Pennsway this past week. I believe they won three or four in a row. Um, I think they've they've kind of needed a season like this after the past couple of years. And um, I think uh, Joe's done a really good job with a, a young group that has a lot of talent, but um, needed kind of, you know, a guiding hand to get them to this, uh, you know, six, seven wins that they're, they're, um, they're at. I also went with Joe Heaton, uh, and I'll admit it. You know, I I I wasn't sure if the Indians would sort of cash in uh, by midseason, uh, two and three at the midpoint, and one of those victories was the freebie, you know, versus Middletown. Uh, so I mean, right now they're going for five straight. If they get it this week against Gettysburg, they're actually going to share the Colonial <laughs> Division title with the Warriors, and maybe maybe also ship, and maybe also Northern. So there may be four pieces of that pie. But to get to that point, I agree with you completely. Uh, I think this uh, showing how they can sort of get over that hump and get over that lull, because there's been many lulls the past couple of years at Susquehanna Township, and they've never come out of it. This year, they've come out of it. Uh, they've done it a little bit in in, in different ways. Uh, I think the defense is playing a lot better over the last couple of weeks. Um, and these are not free wins. These are some teams that can do some damage to you. So uh, I'm very impressed with Susquehanna Township has done uh, since midseason. And, and you're right. I think Keaton would be the choice. All right. Last division for the Mid-Pen Conference is the Liberty Division. Uh, I'm going to give you my two guys. I think one may be a, a surprise. I'm not sure the other would be. Um, but I think Derek Gibney, the quarterback for Susquehanna, has an argument. I think Gibney, um, he's been extremely consistent uh, and just might lead the Blackhawks into the district field. I mean, I know Nita, Nita needs a win and some help, but he's only a junior, too. So he's helped sort of make this franchise take, take a few more steps forward. I mean, that's what you look for in a quarterback, right? You look for not only the, the production, but also the leadership. And I think Gibney's done that, and he's got a, another chance to be uh, – to have a great season next year if they don't continue on to the playoffs. Uh, my second pick would be Connor Walker, uh, the two-way player, upper dolphin, 
I think you could go several ways when you're talking about Upper Dolphin. But Walker, um, you know, he doesn't lead the Trojans in rushing. That belongs to Brady Morgan. He doesn't lead the team in tackles. That would be Caleb Snyder, the sophomore backer. But Walker's the guy that's appeared uh, to pull out a big play or a timely play from thin air. When Upper Dolphin needs it, usually Connor Walker's the guy making that play. He's also done it as a kick returner. He's intercepted a couple of passes. So he's really been kind of the Swiss Army knife for Upper Dolphin um, when they needed it. So uh, so that's a guy that I like to have on my team. And that's a guy also I think uh, should be in the argument for MVP. Yeah, well, I I, I think we actually share um, one that I, I don't know if you thought Derek Gibney was the surprise one, but he's, he's one of my two picks. Uh, just a real good leader quarterback, uh, you know, has done a great job for that team. And uh, every week, you know, just a dual threat guy that can uh, do it all. Throws to his brother Drew. Uh, so uh, it, I always, I always like that getting the D Gibney to D Gibney in the box score. So exactly. Um, yeah, and then my second pick is um, another Upper Dolphin guy. You know, I think there were two guys that you we, you could have probably more than two, but two guys you really could have considered. I went with Brady Morgan. Uh, he's just a really electric, um, really electric. Running back, one of the best um, in the mid pen, I think. Uh, haven't got a chance to see him in person yet, but every week it feels like he's dominating. And he had a big game against uh, Big Spring to show, hey, I can do it against kind of the bigger boys. Too. It's fun to funny to call Big Spring a bigger boy, but compared to Upper Dolphin, they are. So um, there, there have been some other guys. You know, you could have considered um, Ian Bates was another one I was looking at, but yep. um, those are my two. All right, Coach of the Year, I went with Upper Dolphin's Kent Smeltz. I, I, I think. Um, the way he sort of balanced that's both sides of the football, he's had to mix in a lot of younger guys too, certainly out of necessity, but it's all been working out pretty well uh, so far. I mean, you know, sometimes you chalk up kind of a defensive breakdown with the opposition just making a great play. You know, sometimes you, you can play great defense and sort of doing it. I think a lot of that is, is upper dolphin on defense, but they found stops when they needed to. They've leaned on a few of those guys. And um, and obviously having guys like Walker we talked about and some other dual threat dudes, uh, it's been pretty impressive what what Upper Dolphin has done, and uh, they should be they should be okay when it comes to district playoffs. Uh, I know they're right there on the fence line at number six um, in three A, uh, but I think they'll make it in. And um, so yeah, I went with Kent. I went with Smeltz. Yep, same here. I think it's I think he's the obvious choice and i think uh the big spring win kind of secured it i i always think that wins like that are really big for those programs you know like i said prove that hey the liberty division just because you know we're considered the small schools we can still put up a pretty good fight and um i'm excited to see what smelts and his team do in the you know when we get to the postseason because i think that they've got uh i think that uh they're gonna make a make a solid account of themselves in that bracket all right, so there you have it, our MVP pick, potential MVP picks uh, for the Mid-Pen Conference divisions. That'll do it for this Week 10 edition of PA High School Football Report. Thanks to my colleague, Dan Sostick. I'm Eric Epler. Check out all of our high school football features, standings, picks, and more all week long on PennLive.com. Playoff editions are on tap next week. We'll see you then.
The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA sports med to learn more.